Let us pray. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Acts 14.19 Meditating on the events of Acts 14, I have decided to double down and fix myself steadfastly on my course of action. I will not deviate from the original plan you have given me. I realize my calling to be a resource and a solution to someone's problems. As I am building my life, I will not be surprised by the rocks of jealousy and envy that get hurled my way. And even as some connect and cause pain to me, I thank you that, like Paul, you will place a team around me of individuals who are like-minded and who will help mend and heal the wounds I just received. I will remain thankful and faithful for the rich relationships you are continually placing around my life. I am blessed indeed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Continue listening for an incredible Bible story brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. Gods and Stones In our last story, Paul and Barnabas began their journey to preach the gospel in parts of Greece and Rome. Although they were met with some opposition, the Lord moved. Now Paul has met with some of the greatest challenges he has ever faced, inspired by the book of Acts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, I'm Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're so thankful for the millions and millions of people who have downloaded this app, Pray.com, and are enjoying and experiencing together the Word of God. In our previous episode, we heard how Paul and Barnabas, prompted by the Holy Spirit, traveled to Cyprus. There they preached the message of Jesus in the synagogues across the island, winning many to Christ. We also heard how Paul stood against a magician, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus, rebuking him and judging him with blindness because he tried to prevent people from turning to Jesus. And we saw Paul defending their ministry to the Gentiles, who were just as much a part of God's plan for salvation as the Jews. Today we'll hear as Paul and Barnabas preach in Iconium and Lystra. They'll see many turn to Christ, but also face great opposition. Paul will feel the sting and the pain of persecution as his body endures torture for the sake of the gospel. So let's hear now the word of God. A war for the hearts of God's people emerged from Iconium. Paul and Barnabas entered into the city with words of love, knowledge, and forgiveness. Both Jews and Gentiles felt their hearts melt due to the mercy of Jesus. 
People who felt far off from God were brought near. People who were trapped in a cycle of destructive sin were restored. Jesus was being glorified. However, there was a den of wolves seeking to take the sheep of God away. Certain Jewish leaders spread words of discouragement among the people. They added to the grace of Jesus by saying that there were still works that could get you into heaven. They came off as holy, but Paul could see the truth. They were men taking the place of God. They thought they could ascend to perfection by their good deeds, but they were painfully and utterly wrong. Nevertheless, a great deal of people began to believe these Jewish leaders. Their minds were poisoned by false teachings. The city was divided and growing restless. Soon there was a large call to have Paul and Barnabas stoned. So they fled to Lystra before more chaos would emerge. However, Lystra would prove to have its own demons awaiting. Paul and Barnabas arrived on the shores of Lystra with hope that people could be saved by Jesus. As they were walking, they came across a man who could not use his feet. He was crippled beyond repair and had never truly been able to walk since birth. Paul knelt down to him and said, Stand and walk. So the man was healed. The crowds gathered and watched Paul heal this man through the power of the Holy Spirit. But they saw no spirit. They saw Paul. They saw Barnabas. The gods have come down to us, they shouted. It is Zeus and Hermes. Then the men of the city prepared bulls and calves to offer up at the temple of Zeus. Paul and Barnabas watched in terror as men and women bowed to them as gods. They could barely stand the weight of their worship. It was too much to bear. The two men ran to the steps of the temple of Zeus. Stop! they shouted. People were about to prepare a sacrifice when Paul tore his robes to reveal his bare chest. I bleed as you do, Paul yelled. We are men. We are men who bring you the good news of the living God, the only God. But even as Paul spoke these words, they seemed to fall on deaf ears. Night fell, and all the chaos of the day had ceased for a moment. Paul slept soundly in his bed, finding a brief moment of peace under the stars. The silence was broken by footsteps coming closer to Paul. He awoke to a small lamp hanging over him. It was the elders from Antioch. They had found him. Before Paul could move, they grabbed him and bound him with ropes. Paul struggled to break free, but the men had tied his hands and feet together. They drug him for miles back to Antioch. The morning was breaking, and Paul had been tied to a post outside the city. He looked around. Large stones caked with dried blood sat on the floor. Paul knew this place. He was well acquainted with the stoning arena. The first stone was a direct blow to the head, but not strong enough to knock him out. Paul peered up at the angry stares of Jewish leaders. One of them wound up and threw the stone directly at his ribcage. Paul heard two of his ribs snap underneath the weight of the rock. He gasped for air and coughed up blood. Then a third stone was thrown. This time it hit him in the eye, sending his thoughts swirling into madness. A barrage of stones came afterwards. Paul screamed as his bones snapped under the hurled stones. Soon Paul was reduced to an unconscious and limp body. His breathing had slowed and he was completely covered in blood. Thinking he was dead, Paul was left on the side of the gate outside Antioch. Hours had passed, and Paul was just beginning to regain feeling in his limbs. As he did his best to prop himself up against the wall, he saw some of the believers running up to him. They took him in and nursed his wounds back to health. Paul rested all day and then was back to preaching the next day. 
He would not allow broken bones and torn skin to prevent him from preaching the gospel. A whipped back did not prevent Jesus. He carried his cross forward with intent to put an end to shame and sin. Paul would do the same. No amount of pain would keep him from following Christ. Our reading today in the book of Acts finds Paul and Barnabas in Iconium, having fled there when the Jews in Antioch stirred up persecution against them. In Iconium, they preached in the synagogue, and many Jews and Greeks alike came to faith in Jesus. Clearly, the Holy Spirit was moving through these men, and the message of salvation in Christ alone was being embraced by more and more people. But the Holy Spirit was not the only one moving. As is always the case, when God is at work, the enemy is at work as well, trying to destroy the good things of God. So we heard that unbelieving Jews in Iconium began to stir up anger against Paul and the other Christians. They poisoned the minds of the Gentiles against these men. So Paul and Barnabas remained there for some time to make sure the truth was clearly taught and the new believers were grounded in the faith so that when they left, they would not be shaken by lies or by the false teachers. Finally, their enemies tried to have them stoned so that they had to flee, and they went to Lystra, where they encountered a man who was unable to walk. His feet had not worked since he was born. Paul looked upon him with compassion and spoke to him, saying, Stand upright on your feet. This miraculous healing got the attention of the people of Lystra, but they misunderstood what was happening. These Greeks believed in many gods, and when they saw the healing, they began to praise Paul and Barnabas, believing they were Hermes and Zeus, Greek gods. At first, Paul and Barnabas did not understand what was going on, but when the priest of Zeus brought bulls and calves to offer sacrifices to them, they were horrified, tearing their clothes as a sign of their rejection of such blasphemy. Paul then spoke to them, urging them to see they were not gods, but mere men. He then preached a simple message to them in terms that related to their pagan understanding. So we read in Acts 14, verses 15 to 17, these words. We bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without a witness, For he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Paul was getting on their level. He is building a bridge to share the gospel. And this is an important aspect of how we share our faith. While the core message of Jesus and the gospel of his grace never changes, we always look for ways to reach our culture with the message of the gospel. We bring the message of good news in the context so that hearers can comprehend it. And yet still, even after their protest and witness to the truth of the God who is, many still wanted to see them as gods. We're told they were scarcely able to stop them from offering sacrifices. For many in the crowd that day, they were simply not ready to comprehend or receive the gospel. The truth is, we can speak the words of truth that we are called to deliver, but we can't force anyone to believe or understand them. We then heard how the Jews in Antioch and Iconium were determined to stop these men. They came to Lystra and took Paul by force to stone him. Paul had seen this happen before. Surely he remembered how he had led similar raids when he was persecuting the church. 
Now Paul himself was the target of the persecution. He was stoned and dragged out of the city and left to die. But the disciples gathered around him, and Paul rose up, pressed down but not crushed, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. Most people would have run as far away as possible, but not Paul. He entered the city again and the next day went to Derby to continue preaching the gospel. There was no stopping his mission and there is no stopping the good news of Jesus Christ. He and all the believers understood their trials and tribulations were a part of following Jesus. They were willing to take up the cross in order to proclaim the cross. And they knew it's worth it all to give our all to follow Jesus. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for the scripture and the powerful testimony of the Apostle Paul, his resilience and perseverance in the face of trials. Thank you for so many who have gone before us in martyrdom and faith to live faithfully for you, to proclaim your word so that we could be delivered the truth of the gospel. May we also be faithful in our own generation and courageous to boldly share Jesus Christ. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham of Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study the priority of your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, tell someone about it. Pass it on. Let others know because it is our desire to get God's Word to as many people as possible as fast as possible. And if you want to know more about what it means to be a Christ follower, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, then go to jackgraham.org, jackgraham.org. And we have many resources that are available for you there. I also want to invite you to something very special, to join me and my wife, Deb, on a trip to Israel in 2024. We leave on April the 1st for a 10-day journey, a trip that you will never forget, the trip of a lifetime. We also have a trip to Alaska, a Bible study cruise to Alaska that goes in July. We would love to have you for one of those or both. Go to jackgram.org or prestonwood.org for information. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Hello, I'm Dr. Tony Evans, and I'm excited to have you join me on this new podcast, Heroes in the Bible. Come to me, boy. You and your God will crumble beneath my feet. He beckoned the giant and said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and creator of the stars. You know, we all have giants that we face in our life. And when you understand that the greatness of God affects our ability to handle the giants of life, it will encourage, inspire, and challenge all of us to our faith in God and our growth in Jesus Christ. Look past his height and appearance, Samuel, for man sees the outward appearance. They see the strength of the man's arms, but the Lord looks into the heart. Listen to Heroes in the Bible with Dr. Tony Evans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.